Hey friends, it's your girl Britt and Joy Jolene. Welcome to Back to Her. If you aspire to heal, evolve, or revolutionize, this podcast is for you. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on Instagram at official back to her. And that too is the number two. Let's get it. This week's episode is sponsored by Arborn. Back to Her is partnering with Arborn to share information about their vegan, gluten-free, clean, and healthy products. Please visit www.mirnawite, so myrnawhite.arborn, A-R-B-O-N-N-E.com, or you can just simply contact Myrna White at 352-988-988. 3392 to learn how you can receive 20% off of every product. So join the many people who have took the Arborn 30-day challenge to healthy living, losing weight, and regaining energy. And I actually personally know her. This is my aunt. So this is an amazing product. And we always talk about, you know, being careful what you put in your body and putting on your body. So it's an amazing way to take um, a healthier route to have some vegan products, gluten-free and clean, of course. But without further ado, let's get back to the episode. All right. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, friends. Welcome back to another podcast episode. Episode number 21. Number 21. How are you guys doing? Um, what's the check-ins looking like? Mm-hmm. Thank you to everyone that's been participating um, in my Reading a Sexy Challenge. Mm-hmm. And definitely, definitely holding me accountable. Yes. Thank you to everyone participating in the Juicing with Joy Challenge. Um Y'all are just, like, teaching me new things. Um, I know two people so far even purchased juicers, and that's really, really good. I'm so proud of y'all for making that move. Um, and, yes, definitely keep going. I got to make sure I make mine tonight. Mm. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. The only green smoothie I've had this week <clears throat> was our Her Blends one. Mm. I have a, a juice, a green juice. In my house, that I've actually had it for a while that I didn't drink. So, yes, send me a check. check in. Yes, okay. <laughs> um, and yes, thank you guys also for your support for her blends. Um, we definitely appreciate it. Go ahead and place your order. The IG for her blends is at official her blends. So, yes, go ahead and click the link in the bio and place your order today. We are located in Towson, Maryland, and you'll be able to find all the information about the pickup dates and the cutoff dates um, to place your orders and all that good stuff. So thank you guys. But we're here today to talk about policing in the black community, mm-hmm. um, talk about what's going on with our young black men in 2020, still going on to this day. Right. And yes, so... And it's so crazy because... <clears throat> Excuse me. I I had told Joy maybe what a week ago yeah. or like two weeks ago that I wanted to do a topic about you know talking about like policing in the black community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it came simply from me like watching a movie. I was watching something, and I seen um like police lights or sirens, and it was like a, a automatic like fear. You it know, struck a nerve in your yeah, body like it struck a nerve, and or either that I was watching an interview and they were talking about how like it struck a nerve. So I was like, dang, that's a really good topic to talk about. And then here we are a week or two weeks later, yeah. and we're mourning the death 
of another young black king of ours. Mm-hmm. And it's really sickening. It, it really truly is. Um, there's so much that I want to say, but at the same time, it's like I have no words, you know? And it's just like, my question is like, when is enough going to be enough? And it just feels like every few months, at least mm-hmm. twice, mm-hmm. it feels like a year. We're just, you know, justice for this person or justice for that person. And it's it's really, it sucks. Like, I actually just read this, finished reading this book called The Hate You Give. And that's actually what the book is about. It's about a young girl, mm-hmm. um, a young black girl whose best friend gets killed in front of her. And, of course, he was a young black boy. Yep, by police. Mm. And, like, she literally... She was in the car, like, in the passenger seat when, you know, it all happened. happened. So she heard the shots. She seen him take his last breath. She seen the blood leaking out of him. And I'm like, yo, the fact that this is a reality for so many of us... And, like, kind of like before we started the episode, how we were talking about, like, I didn't see the video. Oh, yeah, no. And... Of Ahmad and like I don't want to because that's traumatizing and it's like you know I try my best I have brothers I have two brothers I have a dad you know I have cousins so it's so I try my best not to to be in fear but it, even you see black moms who you know they they find out that they're they're having a son and that's the their greatest fear like oh my god like I've literally heard a woman say out of her mouth like. I'm so happy to have a baby, but I'm scared. Like, mm-hmm. I'm raising a black boy in America, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, it's mm-hmm. just, it's, ugh. Yeah, it's definitely <clears throat> a lot, um, especially for black men in this society, because black men, your strength is something that scares people. You know, the way you look is something that scares people. Um, your build is something that scares, scares people. Your intelligence is something that scares uh, Caucasian people in particular. And so, you know, they see you as a target, or really they see you as a threat, mm-hmm. um, as someone that can overpower them both physically and mentally, um, and so, and spiritually at that. And so, unfortunately, this is something that's still continuing to happen, and not only in the United States, but also in places like Brazil, mm-hmm. um, where I think it's happening at a much more alarming rate. In China, too. I places think. like China. Mm-hmm. China is going through the same thing where they have the audacity to tell um, black people they can't go into some restaurants. When everywhere in the world, black people are funding their pockets tremendously, tremendously. When I say I'm in Jamaica and they're everywhere and they have Chinese shops, nail shops in Jamaica and Ghana. I'm telling you, they they make a bulk of their money and their their economy is built off of black folks because we're the main uh consumers to their products. And so that's another one and also Paris is another or uh Italy is another place where it's going on. It's really happening everywhere. Mm-hmm. But more particularly, what we want to focus on is here what's going on in in the United States. And I think what alarms me the most is it's like we support so many of these artists, we support mm-hmm. so many of these movie stars or whatever the case may be and they're silent during this time. Mm-hmm. Or I think something that we're doing nowadays is we think like just making a quick video on it on Instagram is like going to help and solve everything. Like, yes, your influence is prominent. You know, your influence is great. But at the end of the day, we I feel like it's more that we have to do as yeah. a people. And I heard somebody say, like, you can't wait on them. Like, what if they're waiting on you mm-hmm. to take action? So it's like we got to stop waiting for 
somebody to fix her or waiting for people to become better people when it's like, okay, no. What did what did our um, ancestors do during the whole black power movement? What did they do before? Like, they had to take action. Mm-hmm. And you know what they were labeled as? Um, terrorists. They were labeled as, you know, racist themselves. And it's like, right. what? How can a black person, how can an African in America be racist? And so... Um, it's sickening. Yes, going to... So, specifically, something that, you know, recently happened. I'm sure everybody, um, like we just were talking about, everybody's heard of this situation this tragedy um but i didn't watch the video either because we gotta watch when we do something stuff like that because it creates a trauma for you and then when it comes to like oh i gotta heal my traumas yeah that's one of your traumas now because you've exposed yourself to that and i know it's inevitable because it's so easily Mm -hmm. accessible online but it's like be very careful of certain things because that image then puts fear in your heart because now you have an image of a black man being killed cold heart, you know, shot, literally shot mm-hmm. in a video that's circulating online. And it's crazy how that video can be up, but somebody can put up, but Ferris, uh, Louis Farrakhan can be banned from Instagram. He's banned. He's banned from Instagram. Why? He's banned from Facebook because he's a, they call him a terrorist, a black terrorist. Oh and they say that he's, know, mm. he's promoting hate and he's promoting violence. So that's crazy. And like, there were so many thoughts that was going through my head when you were talking, and I'm reflecting right now on... Okay, no. Before I even get there, you were talking about trauma, right? Yeah. And for me, personally, I actually experienced, like, mm-hmm. secondhand trauma. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's something I have to talk to my therapist a lot about, because, like, for me, like, um, I, like... I want to say when I was in, like, ninth or 10th grade, like, those were the first times that I've experienced, like, death, like, in friendships. Like, um, one girl had got, like, shot through the bus, and, like, her what? brains flew out and everything. You were yes. sitting right there? Oh, hell, no. Oh, I was about to say, oh, <laughs> no, my no, 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 no. Like, I didn't. But it was just, like, my friends were affected by, like, people, all of, I knew the girl. You get what I mean? Like, we weren't, like, close or anything like that, but... Like, it was someone who knew people in my circle, and then, like, people that I was attached to was mourning it. So, it indirectly infected me as well. And then that, and then, like, I've actually, like, I remember seeing a video, once again, it was my freshman or my sophomore year, um, and seeing a video of um, someone else getting shot in the projects. And then, like, it's like, you know, every other year is always something. And, like, I one time, like, you know, talked to my therapist. And I was like, I don't know, like, what it is. But I always had this, like, weird feeling, like, feeling like I'm going to die or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, I hate, I don't like speaking about it out loud because I don't want to speak that into the, you know, the atmosphere or whatever. But, like, my therapist talked to me and was like, you know, like, you have, like, secondhand trauma. Like, basically, like, no, the no. things that are happening to other people, it's like, if that's all you see see you yeah. feel like whoa it's going to happen to me too because yeah. this is the narrative and I feel like that's kind of the same thing like mm-hmm. with the video like mm-hmm. you do have to be very careful because you start to internalize those mm-hmm. things like you know we're all black our friends are black mm-hmm. you you think about your like I remember um make sure you gotta check out the episode the love effect but even Jillian was talking about that like how when her fiance goes out the house she literally like has anxiety but like mm-hmm. why do we ever even have to feel like that and then another thing that i was thinking about when we was talking was um i seen a video i don't know if i seen a video but i seen pictures of them arresting the men who shot ahmad mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. 
And it's crazy because it was so peaceful. Like, it didn't look, it didn't look any type of, like, they were roughing them up. But let a black man do one, mm-hmm. one little thing. They're Killed punching him in yep. his face, mm-hmm. kicking him in, like, making a man paralyzed. And it's just, like, it does, like, it, it, it sucks that it does take this to show us. But if anything, like, this is a confirmation to me how powerful we are as black people. That people are so intimidated mm-hmm. that they feel like that they have to kill us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. it's definitely a motivation of, like, okay, well, we have to keep ourselves protected. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know, bring like, like now that we're having a conversation and, and it's all starting to flow, it's like, you know, now I do see why, why they say, like, keep the money in the black community mm-hmm. and, you know, build our own organizations and all of those things it is important because at the end of the day like I'm and I'm I'm not one to say that all white people are bad you know or you know but it's just at the end of the day the mass majority of them are crazy yeah I was also um I forget this woman's name but she she explained why she made a statement saying that there are no good white people Mm -hmm. and so she what she said was okay well my definition of good white people is someone who realizes they have privilege someone who is going to admit or someone who is going to actually hand over their privilege or let go of their privilege because they realize they're privileged in this country she also mentioned um someone who is going to give africans in america reparations for you know our past and all all that we've done to build up this country um someone that she said is going to um economically support us you know mentally support us physically support us and she says she hasn't seen that done and you know what really makes me what really justifies that for me is the fact that we can be in a situation like this and literally they're sending $1200 out to almost most Americans, I'll say most Americans, and they're even proposing to send more money to most Americans. But when it comes to reparations, all of a sudden the money isn't there mm. or all of a sudden that's something that can't be done. But didn't, I don't even know, I'm gonna get into it. But you know, <laughs> it's like, um, for example, for the Holocaust, you know, they received, they received their funds, they received their reparations for what they went through. Um, but it's like, why, why hasn't that been done for African-Americans? And can, really, can you explain, I, I believe I know what reparations are, like basically getting paid for, you yeah, know, what but you've like, been through, like it could be through money, it could be through land, it could be through whatever policy that w- we have to work to enforce. But most of the time it's money, financial reparations. So how would that even work? The same way it's working with Corona. I want you to, every African-American the same way they going through, uh, if you filed taxes this year, you filed taxes last year, um, you're going to receive this money, da, da, da. You know, they can make it happen. Mm. They have, that's why we all complete, complete a census so that they know they have a number, they have a count of the amount of African Americans in this country. They have a count of the amount of Caucasians. And so that's how it can be done. They literally account for us. And literally when we fill out our taxes, when we're filling out all this information, we have to specify who we are. We all have a social, um, well, most of us definitely have social security numbers. And so it's a way for them to do it, mm. you know, and especially in 2020, it's, technology is way too advanced for them to make any type of excuse mm. because the money is there. But like we said before, it's the power. What will we do with our money? Sadly, you know, 
a lot of us will put it back into their economy, but for the most part, they know that we're intelligent. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're building economics now. You know, we're building our own businesses now, and so that's a threat because right. then what we we're starting to own most of the account economy. We're starting to own land and buy up land, and that's a threat for them. Right. Because then America is no longer theirs, or they are then threatened economically. Um, and so yeah, but. Hmm. Speaking of, I really want to go into the story about um, Ahmad Arbery. And first of all, may his soul rest in mm-hmm. peace. Prayers up for his um, family. Prayers up friends. for his family's friends. Mm-hmm. And um, praying for that he has a safe journey um, and that his, his soul is at peace right now. And um, also for the other brother that lost his life. I'm, I'm not, I don't know his name, but I know he was on live and he was like, did you hear about that? Oh, something. He was, he was on, on Facebook Live. Live Facebook or Live or something. He was driving. And he I heard that shot. about briefly, but I'm not like yeah, 100% I'm not well sure. On that. But that's another thing. Like these things back to back. Like that. Oh my gosh. And I know you're getting ready to talk, but I just want to say like, like I just don't understand. It's like how long are we going to have to deal with this? Like mm-hmm. for as long as I can remember, it's always been something. Like always been something. And like, it hasn't always just been something with me. Like, because before me, my grandparents and my, yeah. my great-grandparents and, mm-hmm. you know, like, my great-grandmother actually, I forgot what grade she was in, but, like, she had to, like, drop out of school when she was, like, nine or, like, something like that. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's the the struggle just to be a black person. Like, you know, and then you wonder why excuse me, people will say that black people are angry or that, you know, like, they, there's all of these, like, negative feelings and emotions that are attached to us but if you seen your brother and your sister being killed every other day how would you feel like mm-hmm. because you 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 rarely see black people beating the fucking cops up mm-hmm. you rarely see that mm-hmm. you rarely hear about black people killing white, white cops people. you white get what i mean white cops white people mm-hmm. you barely hear about that like or you don't hear about it at the magnitude of you hear of what you hear about them doing to us mm-hmm. you know but it's just kind of like well when i have kids is this something that i'm gonna have to worry about or like when my kids have kids are is, like how long like when i just need to know like when is enough going to be enough and like i know you kind of touched on that like well what does that mean for us like what do you know we need to do and i definitely want to you know shout the people the the black people who are putting the work in to actually make those changes like the Angela Rise and mm-hmm. the um the Van Van Jones and you know the people that are Meek Mill, Jay Z working on the prison reform, like mm-hmm. the people who are actually putting their there cause we I don't wanna like I feel like, you know, it's so easy to say like, oh well what are we doing as a people? But there are people putting work in. Tendaya, mm-hmm. you get know what I mean? They're doing mm-hmm. amazing super sen- shout out to Tendaya. Like they're literally since it's been quarantine, all every other every day I see them giving groceries to families you know so there are people who are putting in work but it's just kind of like you know people do say we're only 400 years removed of slavery at the same time so i guess maybe it's more but jesus christ of nazareth yeah yeah it's definitely definitely a lot going on um so the story about it and i don't even want to focus too long on like giving these men I I didn't even write I don't even know their names because they don't even deserve to be talked about. They don't even deserve to be known unless we're learning about a prison sentence. Mm-hmm. Unless they did, we're known. They did get that. I think yeah. the um 
aggravated assault and mm-hmm. murder, mm-hmm. Which, which is good. Which, which is really, if you kill somebody, literally that should be, it should be a penalty, a death penalty. You know, that's usually what happens. Wait, what is a death penalty? That's in the, the electric chair? Yeah. Well, they, I don't think they do the electric chair anymore. I think it's just a, um... Oh, they kill them? Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah, no? No, I don't. Like, because... I don't want to get into too much details, but, like... Another human... A human taking another human's life. Yeah, and, like, I just feel like... Like, I have someone close to me who that's happened to. But Uh, it was, in a sense, out of a self-defense. You get what I mean? mm -hmm. So, like, I feel like... Or, like, then it makes me think of, like, the young black boys who have killed people but like they're only killing people because they literally don't know any better or like literally they're trying to protect their family or they did it because if they didn't if they didn't kill them then that person was going to kill their mom like that's how it gets in the streets i think it depends on well first of all we know we have a broken justice system right. so we know and really some you we can argue that it's not broken but it's it's it, it's working for certain people but um, I think it depends on the nature of the case for sure. And they always, like you said, it's somebody who's doing, who is practicing self-defense. That shouldn't be a death penalty. Right. Because that, they're practicing self-defense. They have a right to do that. But in cases like, um, I watched a Netflix series on Gabriel, and I forget his last name, but he was a child, um, a young child, who was basically beaten to death by his stepfather mm-hmm. and his and his mother. Like when I say that in the Netflix story they showed the bruises, his fractured skull, they were feeding him cat litter, they were like um beating him in the head with bats. Mind you, this young boy is 60 64 pounds, 64 to 67 pounds. Stepfather is 300 plus. You know, punching him in his chest, broke his ribs, ribs were caged caved in he's going to school like that um I mean the story goes on and on and on and just how much they were burning him with cigarettes Mm. putting cigarettes that those cases where like you literally murdered someone Mm -hmm. I think I think it's right so I think it depends on the nature but since we have this broken system right they hand that out to people our people specifically like um the case that was not too long ago and we were all rooting for and signing petitions for um that man I forget his sorry y'all I'm bad with names but um you know some some instances it's not fair right and that's that's very true and I I guess like you said the reason why I don't feel comfortable like now in a situation like that okay but the reason why I just don't feel comfortable with it is simply because Who's the person that's making that decision? You get what I mean? Like, what if this was a self-defense decision? Like, there's not always people with those type of rationales. They're like, okay, this person deserved it and this person doesn't deserve it. And it is in my opinion. Like, yes, I do get it, but I just don't feel like, you know, in in certain... You know, you got to be careful talking on certain topics like that because sometimes you can't really judge unless you're in the situation. Like, mm-hmm. my family has never, you know, and I pray to God that God continues to cover them, but experience that. But a person whose family has experienced that might literally have a totally different answer. You get what I mean? But I don't know. I just, like, that. the the psychological aspect behind crime, that's actually something that... People be committing some crazy yeah. crimes, man. So that's why I say in some instances... It's like, all right, you like literally, you mm-hmm. got, you just started wilding out, but um, I definitely, definitely think they target black folks. They target black folks with yeah. jail. Period. Like, yeah, the, if y'all know about the the Thirteenth Amendment, oh, yeah. it says that slavery, 
um, slavery or involuntary servitude Mm -hmm. is illegal in the United States of America unless Mm -hmm. used as a punishment for someone who has been duly convicted of a crime. Mm -hmm. Um, So for anybody, so I'm into the criminal justice system. I'm actually about to go get my master's. Mm -hmm. I just signed up for my classes. Yes, thank you. But um, y'all about to get my master's in criminal justice. So like, what's up? (laughs) But um, I had actually read... Okay, so when I was at Morgan, mm-hmm. I was a social work major, and um, I had a minor in criminal justice, but I picked my minor up too late, mm-hmm. so I ended up dropping it. Mm-hmm. But when I was in one of my classes, I had to read The New Jim Crow. Oh. And I didn't even finish the book, and the book changed my freaking life. I actually need to finish that book, because I was talking to somebody the other day, and I was like, I've been reading it for two years, and it's still not done. But needless to say, I learned a lot. And a lot about the, the justice system, the public mm-hmm. defender's office. Mm-hmm. I learned about, like, rating and mm-hmm. all of this different stuff. Um, and that's where I learned about the 13th Amendment. And so, ultimately, like I said, the, so let's, let's just be straight. Slavery is not illegal in America. It's yeah, not. No. You know, yeah, the amendment says so. Yeah, and, and it's literally in the amendment. So it's it's not, slavery is not abolished. Slavery is not over. And mm-hmm. then that's why you have mass incarceration. Like, mm-hmm. it, the per, and then, you know, that's why black people, they send black people to jail. Because once you're sent in jail, then you're legally a slave. slave. You know, yes. you're, you're sitting there working and you're mopping up blood and you're cleaning up the jailhouse. And you're making five cents. Like, that mm-hmm. is slavery. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're locked in a cage. You're mm-hmm. sleeping behind bars you're locked mm-hmm. up you're shackled you're literally eating dog food mm-hmm. like you know it's slavery and, and it, at that point it's illegal so that's why you know police aim to get black, black people, people locked up well, let's talk about the history of po- police officers as, as well the history is they were originally slave catchers mm, and so I when you that. have that yeah when you have that embedded history into you and that's kind of like your initial mission you know, that's always going to be embedded in, in the mindset. It's always going to be embedded in the policy. It's always going to be somewhere. Because how do you start off as slave catchers and now, okay, you're policemen? Mm-hmm. No, it's, you're doing the same thing, essentially. Right. How do you feel about black cops? Black cops, I mean, we need black cops. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in black communities, they got to be able to relate to you. They have to go, they, they have to be able to see you, see them in you yeah like specifically shout out to um my line sister tina's boyfriend who's a black cop and he um i don't know how often he does this but he'll be right in the community singing and like he'll have his like karaoke machine and all that good good stuff set up music playing he's dancing with people in the community so i think that's definitely needed if there weren't any black cops then what would there be strictly Mm -hmm. white cops and then we would see this to an even more extreme level so i mean I think I think that's definitely needed and I know that's a tough job for them because they are looked at by you know most of the time in the mm-hmm. black community you know we do tend to look at them like oh you know you join you join but mm-hmm. if we didn't have them you know what would society look like now? Right. Because they're, they'd be cool. Right. Some, and some of them. Some of them. Yeah. Some. That's what I was going to say. Definitely some of them. And I think it also, um, now it makes me think about how like a lot of times, like I know we had this event. I think you actually started it at Morgan mm-hmm. and we had it like, you know, sometimes people have it in the community, like coffee with cops or like, you know, those mm-hmm. type of events where, well, did you do that? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but like they, I know that they had something like did. that with like the MSUPD. Did and, I? I think you did. I think so. Oh, I'm my... Sorry. I'm... 
Yeah, that rings a bell because I remember meeting with them all the time. Yeah. I used to have to light them up. And it, but that's something that I think that like we take for granted, you yeah. know, those type of events. And I think for for most of people, it feels like well, it's not not from you, but just from the cops. Like it's not genuine. You get know what I mean? But mm-hmm. like it isn't very important for like the cops to build a relationship with yeah. the community because yeah. at the end, and you know, and that's why for me, this conversation is like almost like I've been praying like. Because I got accepted a while ago, and then I just registered for my classes, and then I've been praying, like, God, are you sure that you want me to do this? But, like, this conversation is, like, affirming me, like, okay, mm-hmm. like, this is exactly what you need to do, right? But just, I feel like the whole structure of, like, how the police interact with the community and, like, the requirements and, you know, like, kind of how they train. Like, the training needs to go beyond mm-hmm. um, just learning how to shoot the gun, learning how to arrest, learning the codes. Like, it almost needs to be, like, mandatory that there's, like, community days and that they're, mm-hmm. they're like, they're mandatory for them to spend a certain amount of time in the community. You get what I mean? Because at the end of the day, the community will never trust them. Like, at the end of the day, the police are supposed to be good people. It's supposed to be, oh, meet the cops. Like, almost like a while ago, I seen, like, a baby you know, not a baby, a little, like a little young kid meeting a cop. And it's like, oh, my God, a police officer. But I'm like, it's crazy how, like, as a little baby and so innocent, mm-hmm. you, you see the police and you're like, my protector, you know, mm-hmm. because that's who they're supposed to be. But then at this age, when we know better, you, you're like, mm-mm, I, we ain't messing with the cops. Fuck the cops. Fuck 12. Yeah. Like, you know, that's kind of how people, like, <laughs> carry it. And then it, another, it strikes another question. Um, do you think that... I well, let me just say I, I want to know if you agree. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like before people should get a gun license, like they should go through some type of intense like mental health screening, oh, yeah. and like a. I don't want to say I wanted to say like a a racial like a personality test or like something like that, but most importantly like a mental examination. Do you believe that? Um. Do you say people like cops or people like everyday people? I want to say. Everyday people should go through like a mental examination. Yeah, because I feel like everybody doesn't need to have um, a gun. I definitely, definitely, definitely agree. But I just wonder how they can do it. Like it reminds me of those tests when you're about to get a job and they're like, oh, from positive to negative or strongly agree to strongly disagree. Would you would you say hi to a customer when they walk in? I'd be like, um, yeah, like what? I'm going to say what you want me to hear. Um, I'm going to say what you want to hear. And so mm-hmm. it reminds me of that. So I wonder exactly mm-hmm. how would you put how would you put that into play? Right. Um, but then that's why you have like, in my opinion, I don't like there's still so much more for me to learn. But like, mm-hmm. in my opinion, that's where the the um, forensic psychologists and like these people who literally like are trained to learn the mind, learn mental mm-hmm. disorders, but then mm-hmm. also learn like the correlation between like a crim not a crim I don't like saying a criminal but like a person who's likely to commit a crime and their patterns their thought process you you know there's people who are taught like who study those type of things you get know what I'm saying and I feel like that's kind of in a sense like where and I'm just going based off the knowledge that I have right now but like mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of where those type of people come into play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then that would be money that these folks don't want to invest because like saying earlier like they blow the, me but they yeah, got the money like, for a wall they they got the money for where they want and that's why i say mm-hmm. like the justice system really is set up for certain people to prosper because 
if they they know who has most of the guns. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be honest. White folks are the ones who have most of the guns. They are ahead of the game as far as being protecting themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they know, like, they're trying to put these gun laws and, you know, they're trying to put together these certain things. But it's like, at the end of the day, they've been getting guns for years and years and years mm-hmm. and years, ever since the beginning of the this country, the founding of this country. And so then my thought becomes, who are they trying to protect guns from? Like, who are they trying to take guns from? And it seems like it's really just black folks mm-hmm. when it comes to these gun laws. And that's why I'm, I'm like, indifferent about the gun laws because I'm like, it seems like most of them have a license for the gun laws. So really... White folks. Like have white license for a gun? Yeah, because mm-hmm. they have these hunting guns. They mm-hmm. have the guns. They have more guns than that, clearly. But they're the ones who, like, literally, strate- they're strategic about everything that they do. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes me wonder about if we put this mental health examination. Like, they always find a way to... Mm-hmm. It's like being in class with that... that I don't want to seem like I'm being rude or mean or anything, but you know, most of the times the white kids already got the answers to the test. Like they already done finessed it. You know, they talk with their friend, the smartest person in the class. And they, so it's like, they're going to, it's a way for people to always outsmart certain tactics put in play to try to like weed people out. Mm. So it really makes me think would that system say, if we did set it up, would it then start to work against black people? Mm. You know what I mean? Because Mm, like how would that work how exactly do we do that and so i think a big thing right now is like for african and africans in america is like we need to start getting our gun license you know i'm sure if um i don't want to speak on him but like maybe the scenario would have been different possibly if um ahmad had a gun you Mm -hmm. know for himself and then that makes me question okay now how would the scenario look if it was the other way around Mm -hmm. they would have been locked him up it wouldn't have took two days they would have you know, use force, like you were saying, it wouldn't have been a peaceful arrest. And it's like the thing, things could have just been completely different. Mm-hmm. So I think one thing that we also have to do is make sure we're protecting them ourselves. If they're, they, it, okay, so they thought in their neighborhood that he was the one who was making robberies mm-hmm. around there. And mind you, it's only been about one or two robberies. From what I read on CNN, it's only been about a couple robberies since the month of January. And so, um, either way, what makes you get in your truck, load your truck up with guns, load your truck up with bullets, and then go out to chase this person down? Mm-hmm. Not only do you do that, he's running, he's jogging. Clearly, I'm sure he's in exercise clothes. Right. Um, he's jogging, and then he tries to go around your car, and then a fight begins. And during the fight, why do you feel the need to pull out your gun? And that goes back to me saying, like, black men, your strength is fearful. That, that makes them... They're fearing you because of that. They see you as a threat because they know that they're weak physically and mentally because otherwise he wouldn't have had to pull out a gun. You wouldn't have had to take it to that level of, okay, I'm going to kill you. Mm. Because what else, what else is running through your mind when you have a gun? You're possibly going to kill someone. Mm-hmm. You, don't think anyone else, you don't think anything else. Just like when you know you're fighting somebody with your fist, I'm possibly going to hurt you, hurt you really bad. Mm. You know, I'm acting out of aggression. And so... I have a a question for you. Mm -hmm. So do you think that America would be more peaceful if, like, guns were banned indefinitely? Like, all across the board. Like, do you think we need guns? All, so nobody. Yeah, like, no black people, no police officers. Like, 
just guns are just out the picture. Like, if you have to get someone down, you got to use a taser, maybe some pepper spray. But, like, a gun is just not Um, it. I mean, of course, I think it will be safer because... But then what about knives? And what about, like... That makes me think of jail. Like, how there's technically no weapons allowed. Don't but, the police officers got guns in jail? Well, they do. But I'm thinking, like, the inmates, they still find a way. They still figure out, you know, mm-hmm. in some cases... But, um, of course, I think it'll be safer because that that weapon is now taken away. But I think another act, another method of violence is also mental, mm-hmm. you know? So it but it just, me... just kind of makes me wonder, like, mm-hmm. you know, when you hear of... And, again, this is... I always say this is from where I am, but whatever. Like, it just makes... When you think of, like, majority of deaths or murders, mm-hmm. rather, coming... To the black community from the white community there are majority of times with guns you know and like you said like to the black man message to the black man that at the end of the day they're doing this because they're intimidated by your physical strength your mental strength and your spiritual strength Mm -hmm. so if they no longer have something that can take you out if they can't overpower us physically Mm -hmm. or you know mentally emotionally then what all like what what would that, in a sense, kind of put us over the top? And I mean, granted, like, you do have people who are literally psychotic, you know, and, and I don't mean that, like, oh, my God, he's crazy. <laughs> I, mean that by, I mean that by, like, mentally, like, people yeah. are, they're literally, you get what Not I mean? Well. So it's just kind of like, but I, I just I just wonder, like, do we even need guns? Because I low-key started though. to feel like, all right, like, sometimes I'd be like, all right, do I want a gun? And, like, I mean, I don't want a gun because of just the violence and, and what it could potentially do. But at the same time, like being a, you know, a woman living by herself, living in, in the city, da, 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 if I got to make it happen, then shit, you know. But again, I don't I don't even really want to bring that type of energy, energy, you know, into my house. Mm-hmm. Even even kind of almost like, you know, nurturing that that spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's something I'm trying to get away from. But it just makes me wonder. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely a good point. It's definitely a good, like, insight. Um, but I mean, of course, I think it would help because it's not, you know, when they came here initially, they didn't found, they didn't find America. Columbus wasn't the founder of America, but when they initially came, they came by force. They came with weapons like that. Like I said, that was something that they'd been had as a method to scare people, to overpower people in that way. So I think it would help mm-hmm. for sure. But then it makes me think that, you know, 2020 and they've been doing working on this intelligence and all this artificial intelligence and all of this that? technology that they would they create something else, you know, because oh, we right. still have bombs. We still have. Right. Uh, we still have knives. We still have machetes. We mm-hmm. still have vehicles. We still have. It's like so much. Mm-hmm. Like if we take away one thing, what else will go? So it's like that's a really broad, broad, broad. And um, artificial intelligence is like AI. So it's like um, think of your computer or your phone. Um, how you well, basically what they're saying is AI is now starting to take over jobs for americans so oh, yeah let's think of um amazon so ai could be a machine that now is like lifting boxes and uploading them into trucks rather than an actual person mm-hmm. it's a robot essentially mm-hmm. um so really but um yeah so i think a good question so 
how do we heal from this? Like moving forward, how do we heal from this? I want to know like what what solutions can we come up with, you know? What what do we do for our mental so that, you know, we're protected when certain things like this happens? Mm-hmm. You know, we're because this is hurtful. This yeah. is definitely very hurtful and I won't, you know, neglect that fact because it's hard. Like you say you have brothers. I have brothers. Um I have an older brother and a younger brother. Like I have men in my life who I definitely deeply care about and it's like just knowing that anything could happen at any point that's not a good thought and so how do we mentally heal from this is that even possible since we Mm. said this is a recurring thing right like I remember like when you first initially said that I was like is it even possible Mm. I don't know that I can even answer you know is it possible to like 100% be healed because in order to like 100% be healed I feel like we have to accept what it has been but then it can't be that moving forward because at the end of the day, every time it happens, it's always going to be a reopened wound. But I do mm-hmm. feel like if anything like this shows you, like if black people haven't noticed, there's so much power in unity for us. Mm-hmm. And I think we lack that. Like we, you know, we feel safer when we're in groups. We feel safer when we're in the gang. We feel safer, you know, whatever, when it's any group. You know, no matter what it is, like if it's an organization group, a sorority, a fraternity, a gang, like you feel that's like a safe net. You get Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like that community. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we have to, it sounds cliche, but I feel like we have to come together because I think like, you know, two smart smart and wise minds are better than one. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, for one, we will get that sense of comfort when we come together. And then for two... Then we grow wiser, and then when we go wiser, wiser we go stronger, and the stronger become, the stronger our our revolution becomes, and then the stronger our revolution, the the more that no one can actually overturn us. You get what I mean? So, like, if anything, my you know, I would end off on just saying like, this is it's important to join a local group, join a community group, like get with people who have the <laughs> no really, yes, really, pick up a book, educate yourself. Like I know for me. Like, I didn't, I, my whole passion for, like, the whole criminal justice system and juvenile delinquents and all of that stuff came from me reading mm-hmm. the new Jim Crow and, like, mm-hmm. learning, like, damn, this system is literally set up for this. And, you know, experiencing having a dad in jail or, you know, and, and not that I had to ever go through, like, a long sentence with my dad in jail, but it has happened, you know, or, you know, seeing family members in jail and and, you, and then it having that worry of, like, damn, this is what this system is about. You get what I mean? So I feel like community building community and educating yourself on like your history as well as like systems and and not even just that because that sounds too deep and that's not everyone's forte but just educating yourself on black people and whatever niche it fits for you for some people it's hair you know they get into hair and they mm-hmm. find power and mm-hmm. do healing through hair mm-hmm. for some people it's you know, systems, the political system, the justice system, the mm-hmm, government, mm-hmm. you know, for other people, it's food and learning what was best for our body. Like, you know, literally just finding your niche, because once you get that information, mm-hmm. it will literally grow a passion that can work together. And I say this always, like sometimes people's life 
depends on your purpose and until you tap into that purpose someone's Mm -hmm. life can suffer you get Mm -hmm. what i mean at the end of the day if god has called me to reconstruct the 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 criminal justice system Mm -hmm. if i don't do it then people are still going to continue to get locked up and continue to be treated like animals and continue to be institutionalized you know i have a friend nikki shout out to her kinky by nature like she's Mm -hmm. really into hair and she's just not a, a regular hairstylist like she learns about the follicles and the molecules and the polycules and she literally has she sits and studies about you know all of that stuff and like what's good and how black people's hair grow and Mm -hmm. how to get it to grow and how do you need to massage it to all of that you know what i mean healing literally form of reiki healing yes and something my aunt always says like like there i can't remember what she said child but she always says something about like hair is beauty and think about how beautiful you feel you know when when your hair is done it's like it it like awakens a new side of yourself and then you know then you got to think we have so many insecure women so many women with low self-esteem but her simply tapping in that to that purpose is going to unlock something else yeah that's my that's That's, all i got yes (laughs) (laughs) no and that's really really good you brought up really good points Dang, and you said something that I wanted to comment on, but now I can't remember. Crap, crap, crap. But, um, yeah, what I would end off saying is beautiful points. I love the point of all of us kind of knowing our role and playing it well. Period. You know, knowing what we're good at. What are, what are our strengths? Not everybody needs to be shooting a gun. Because, right. <laughs> first of all, you know, I've never been to a gun range. Yeah. So I wouldn't even know what I'm doing. And I need to get up on that. And I need to do better. I know. I'm sorry. You want to go to a gun range? I do. Yeah, I've never go. been. That'll be a fun outing. But let's do it. Okay. Get a little. But, um, yeah, seriously, like, I so that wouldn't be my talent right now. But mm-hmm. that could be somebody else's in the community's talent. And so... I think, like we said, like you said, when we're building community, like it's good to be versatile in our community so that, hey, if I need to learn how to um, learn about my hair, I'm going to go to Kinky by Nature. If I need to learn how to build a house, learn how to fix up a house, I'm going to go to so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's good that we're, it's good if you invest yourself into ta- different talents and just know what your talent is and really, really, really perfect your craft. You know, because that's when we'll be able to come together and build our own businesses, build our own communities, you know, and have our own because we've all taken the time to build knowledge and build specialty and build perfection in whatever it is that we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what that is. That you know, I do care, Don't as long as it's not destructive, but I don't care if that's like, you know, being a janitor or being like... The cleaning Cleanliness businesses is the closeness to God. Yes, and cleaning businesses, they be making a lot of money. Summer mm-hmm. Walker started off, you know, she was cleaning before mm-hmm. she is who she was, you know, who she is today. And so it's just like follow your heart, follow your intuition. But um yes, we have to come to a realization that like you said, slavery does still exist. It it was never really it taken away, it was never really abolished. And so no matter what it is that you're doing, make sure that Yes, your your um consumers should be versatile, but make sure at the end of the day your strength is serving consumers who look like you. Mm-hmm. You know, because we have to we have to build ourselves up but also build people who look like us up. Credit, if you're trying to build your credit, it's plenty of black people out here to help you do that. Mm-hmm. It's pr- plenty it's of black friend. businesses. Yes, sometimes it's a little struggle because we're learning. 
you know, we haven't been doing this for gen- generations and generations. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You know, we're building this from the ground up. But support black people in any way that you can. And I'm definitely learning to do that now more and more um, as I've increased in knowledge. Just ordering your herbs from black folks. Um, ordering your crystals, ordering your books from black folks, like whatever you can do supports your community because it's going to be people out here like the Meek Mills who just said today on um, Twitter that he his he's on a reform. What is it called? Like a reform? Yeah, it's called a reform. He's on a reform where he's freed 30,000 people so far. And mm-hmm. so like, you know, imagine if we weren't supporting him or buying his album, he wouldn't even have the the finances to to be able to do that or the means to do that and so like build each other up at any point that you can and that's really my main thing Mm -hmm. and you know just watch yourself you know because your vibration does lower to whatever that you're consuming whatever it is you're consuming whether that's physically mentally emotionally um and so yeah let's just whatever you're doing whatever career field you're in um make whatever it make it count and it doesn't matter what you're doing it doesn't matter you know if just doing random acts of kindness and just building your people up you know telling that person they're beautiful telling that person their hair is beautiful and they don't have to wear hair from an individual that's not you know that doesn't look like them because Ooh, I could go on and on, but your <laughs> hair is how you have the connection to sun. Your hair is how you have divine connection to God because your hair is what? Your antenna, okay? So stay strong, stay beautiful, stay confident in yourself, and um, tell safe, a black friends. man you love him today. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to text all my friends. Yeah, and say you love him because, and tell a black woman you love her because, yeah, we're we're fighting. We're still fighting. We're definitely still fighting. And it's not easy, but we won't get there. Right. And that's one period. <laughs> love y'all. All right. Follow love us at official Back to Her. The number. Oh, sorry. I got my spell <laughs> wrong. Follow us on Instagram at official Back to Her. And that two is the number two. You can follow me at According to Brit with three T's. Yes, and you can follow me at Joy Jolene, J-O-Y-J-O-E-L-E-N-E. And you can follow her blends at mm. official her blends b-l-e-n-d-s and make sure you like make Mm. sure you comment under the post when you see when you hear this go back to our instagram and comment um and make sure you guys are rating us if you can yes and Um, leave a um review yeah leave a review on apple on spotify on whatever platform you're using it to listen to this uh, because it definitely will help us spread the message and reach more people um, and repost, and, sorry. Yes, and repost. And we just thank you guys for your continued support. And if you can donate as well, that would be great. You can find it on our link tree, on our page, on any of our pages. It doesn't matter. So, yes, I'm going to start stop rapping, y'all. I'm going to let y'all go. Enjoy your Sunday. We love you. Bye. Peace out, y'all.